Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is Monday, March 27, 2023. Anno Domine. Tonight's top stories. The grand jury has returned in President Trump's case in Stormy Daniels. Next up, Adam Kinzinger and Malcolm Nance implicated in a massive Ukraine fraud scandal that's now under investigation. And finally, a Wall Street Journal poll showing American values are in severe decline. What are they being replaced by? All this and more head human events daily. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Indictment was supposed to come this week. It didn't come. Uh, I believe it comes next week. The expression for a prosecutor is you can indict a ham sandwich because the prosecutor controls the entire indictment process. So I'm sure they'll get an indictment. Uh, I don't understand uh, why Bragg is putting such emphasis on this case. Uh, A person breaks the law. I get it. But on the state side, this is a misdemeanor case. It's really a federal case because he needs it to be a campaign finance fraud case, which is a federal case. Uh, and, and that's what Bragg is going to have to do to get a felony out of this. Uh, and also, general caution, you have a cynical public. They don't believe anyone And when you start to see these prosecutors bringing political cases, it just affirms everybody's cynicism. I don't believe any of this. So you're hearing again and again the mainstream media trying to make, desperately trying to make this story a real story. But we've even got former Governor Cuomo of New York coming out and saying, this is politics. It's just politics. And let's be fair, because, of course, the same New York legal structure is what took Governor Cuomo out of office. Now, people have pointed out in the past, they said, wait, Poposo, you said that you did want Governor Cuomo locked up. That's true. I did. But not for what Letitia James went after him for. I said that about the fact that he killed thousands of elderly people in New York state, then directed his officials like Melissa Del Rosa to lie about it publicly. He knew what he was doing. And he did that, by the way, also for politics. So no, Governor Cuomo, you don't get a pass around here for what you and your family have done to the state of New York and the city of New York. No, 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 no. You get no passes, zero passes around here. You killed those people. You lied about it. You didn't put them in the Javits Center and you didn't put them on the USNS Comfort that was provided to you by President Trump during COVID. You sent them back into those nursing homes to infect others so that they would die as well. That's what you did. And if Governor Cuomo was ever, and by the way, all the other charges, it's all gone away. It was just to get him out of office. The whole thing was to get him out of office. And see, because, you know, they used to talk about the patriarchy running the world. Well, let's be honest, folks. We know what's going on in the United States today. And it ain't the patriarchy. It's the matriarchy. And you can see that. From Kamala Harris to Letitia James to Governor Kathy Hochul, 
again and again and again. We see this happening. And then you got a guy like Biden who's not actually even in charge. Who's actually in charge there? Certainly when it comes to foreign policy, it's Victoria Nuland. You know, we've talked a lot about women's rights. When are we going to start talking about women's wrongs? By the way, a lot of the information that is going on in the case, uh, the background, what it means, you've got to check out our human events special from this Sunday, our last Sunday special, the state of New York versus Donald Trump. We had Darren Beatty, Cash Patel, Julie Kelly, and of course, the great Raheem Kassam. That's why you need to make sure you are watching and subscribing to Human Events Daily every day, podcast and rumble. But when it comes to this case, so. Alvin Bragg has returned. Now, we were told last week that when they first met, or when they last met, excuse me, when they last met, that he was having trouble getting it up. Oh, excuse me, the votes, getting the votes up. Did I, did I say something else? No, I don't, I don't know. So he was having trouble getting the votes up. He was spending too much time eating the ham sandwich that he was supposed to indict. He was spending too much time eating all the snack packs around. Somebody made a pre-creation of him even resigning in disgrace. I don't know who would do such a thing. A pre-creation of him resigning in disgrace and complaining about yours truly, calling him Fat Alvin and suggesting that he was a matter, a member of the chipmunks and that the chipettes were cheating on him because of his body positivity issues. Well, there's a new witness that they've rolled out today. A secret witness! A witness that as of the time of filming, we are not even able to know. Who is this secret witness, we're told? Is the secret witness going to bring up new uh, footage, new some kind of actual, I don't know, evidence against President Trump? Because it seems like Fat Alvin just can't actually let it go. No, like it's, like it's that last Pringle at the bottom of the can. And Fat Alvin, he's going for it. He can't just let it sit there. And Alvin, you could just, you could slide it out the other, but no, 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 no. He's got to get it with those big fat fingers of his. Because here's the thing, folks. We all know this trial, which hasn't even begun yet. They're trying to start a trial based on the thing about politics. And Daily Mail, Trafalgar, Rasmussen, they're all out with polls that the American people view this as partisan. There's partisan splits on this entire thing. There's no charge here because there's no crime here. They can't find one. Joey Tacos was just talking about that in the opening segment. But what will they do? They will use this to be another one of those smears, partisan attacks. You know, over the weekend, The Guardian, and apparently, so I do Digital Detox Sunday, so The Guardian, and and Drudge Report linked to it, and Judge still gets a lot of traffic from the left, did a little profile of yours truly here, kind of repeating the same uh, the same commentary that Semaphore and Dave Weigel, who's no fan of mine, had put up saying that Posobiec's influence is similar to that of George Will's at one point. Well, I got to tell you something. If you think that this is Poso going hard, you haven't seen anything yet. Watch me cook. 
A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works, and that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public Square has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here is the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to Public Square, that's publicsq.com, and download your app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Publicsquare.com, that's publicsq.com. Look, I keep getting asked, was this all a lie? Did Jimmy V and me just commit stolen valor in Ukraine? Was this all just a straight-up cash grab? And the truth is, I was telling the truth. Well, actually, it was more of a tactical mistruth. Actually, no, a tactical truth. Yes, a tactical truth. Look, it, it may not be the dictionary definition of a truth, but if it's true to old Malcolm, it should be true to you. Now, I want to address the recent New York Times piece calling me a liar. Listen, the New York Times has simply been taken over by Russia. Them and all their writers are nothing more than Putin's puppets. And in reality, this is all one massive plot by Donald Trump, Russia, and Kanye West. And don't even get me started on that Pozobic guy. I've had just about enough of him and his receipts. Wait a minute. Is that an air raid siren? No. Hang on. It's a, a nuke. They're sending the nukes. So that was a pre-creation of a speech potentially to be given by Malcolm Nance in response to the New York Times piece that just came out over the weekend. Now, follow me online. You follow me on Twitter. You saw me on Judge Napolitano's show last week. You saw that I was going wild on this guy by the name of James Vasquez and his group called Ripley's Heroes, which was heavily promoted by Malcolm Nance and heavily promoted by Adam Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger, who's also, in fact, on the board of this group. And I said this was stolen valor. I unequivocally declared it to be fraud. I pointed out all the people all the players in this. I said Malcolm Nance is a part of this. Kinzinger is a part of this. I said it's specifically Kinzinger's favorite Ukraine hero. Over the weekend, what happens? I took the family. It was rainy. So we went to this like indoor playground so the kids could play and had a bunch of books. It was like a playground library, you know, joint deal kind of thing. All of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. They said, Jack, you got to see this. Turns out, that the New York Times came out and wrote an entire investigative piece that completely confirmed everything that I had reported about Vasquez, Malcolm Nance, and their buddy, Kinzinger. In fact, it went to the level of, and just I'll just read this. This is the headline that we put on Post Millennial. Adam Kinzinger serves on the board of a group in Ukraine that has now been accused of stolen valor and, according to the New York Times, is under federal investigation for illegal exports of military technology. So the fact of the matter is that all this money that was being funneled through these organizations, all of 
the photos that they saw coming out, the stories, the things that they've been promoting and portraying, you know, support us, support Ukraine, support us, support Ukraine. You got people sitting at home and they feel terrible at what's going on in Ukraine. They feel awful. They say, how can I help? What can I do? Because I, I feel so emotionally impacted by these images, by these graphics. The media is playing them every night. And then here comes along a guy on Twitter named James Vasquez. He's using a military veteran. A guy named Malcolm Nance. He said, hey, I served. Look at me. I'm on Bill Maher. I'm on MSNBC. I'm on CNN. Come on. You can trust me. You can trust us. We're going to tell you the truth. Just give us my, and then they get a guy like Adam Kinzinger. He says, I was a, con I was a U.S. congressman and I was a conservative. I don't like Trump, but I was a conservative and I'm a veteran too. You got to keep, you got to pay up. This is how you help. This is how you fight back. And then they start posting graphics. But those of us who served start to ask questions about some of those images that come out of this group and of Nance in general, where we say, how come you're, the pouches on your vest don't have any magazines in them. How come your rifle doesn't look like it's set up properly? This guy Vasquez, how come you're posting pictures standing in front of blown up tanks and you don't have any mud or even a scratch on your entire uniform? I can still see creases because you just took it out of the packaging? What are you, ironing it in the battlefield, in the trenches? Something ain't right. And it turns out that a lot of those photos were taken in front of tanks that had already been destroyed. That fighting had already taken place and that this guy would come up and take photos. It's like when the influencers, some of these influencers, uh, TikTok types, Instagram types, they'll go and rent private jet photo shoots where you can go out to a... a um, private terminal, private airline terminal, walk into a private jet, take some photos, post it on your Instagram, and then come back and make it look to all your, all your followers or all that, like you're, like you're, you're you know, you got some clout, you got a whole bunch of clout. What, what greater clout could there be than fighting on the front lines, fighting for freedom? But it turns out it was all a lie. Now they're under federal investigation for illegal exports, they're looking into fraud. Malcolm Nance, this is not good. This is not good at all. And then you've got other stories, and, and Zero Hedge has it up, and others. Zelensky admitting that Ukraine is running out of ammo. We don't have ammo. The situation in the East isn't good. They're calling it a race of logistics now, because how many times do I have to say this? How many times do I have to say it? Amateurs talk strategy. Professionals talk logistics. Folks, this War is not in the interest of the American taxpayer. A long war is not in anyone's interest. That's why I'm really excited to announce that Turning Point USA has established a new site called defundthewar.com. So go to defundthewar.com, sign your name up. According to this, they're telling me we've already got 12,000 people that have signed up, defundthewar.com. Because think about it, our southern border, it's open to the drug smuggling. The cartels are crazy. We can't protect our schools. We're going to send all of these millions of dollars to Ukraine, of all places, in the entire world. We're going to send all this money over there. Billions and billions of dollars, your tax dollars, that should be spent right here 
to keep our kids safe, to have clean air and clear water here in the United States of America. We don't want the trains collapsing and crashing and derailing with chemicals. We want our kids to be safe when they go to school. We want crime to go down. All of this. We want all these things, and that's going to require money being spent here at home, not going and searching for monsters abroad, because I assure you, we will always find them. But at the same time, if we go around trying to be policemen of the world, who are we leaving behind? It's the American people. Go to defundthewar.com right now. Children are really expensive to raise in the United States. Economists say people may be taking that into consideration when deciding whether to have kids. Even before recessions officially begin, people are already starting to pull back on their fertility. And that's really interesting because it suggests that, you know, fertility is an indicator of people's confidence about the future. And I think that you can credit this to the very poor job that the public education system has done of teaching uh, school students since post-World War II about America's founding principles and the good and the bad and the ugly of our history and how much we've overcome. In addition to that, as we've seen for the last 10 years, maybe even 12 years, going back to the Obama administration, of kind of the media and social media and Hollywood celebrity push of America is the worst place ever. Churches, temples, and mosques are reopening their doors, but not all members are coming back. Some prefer online streaming. Others stopped attending services altogether. Polls show it's still far from normal, and church membership has been declining for decades. I don't affiliate formally with any of these religious beliefs, even though I guess I am sort of culturally Christian. Columnist and author Jill Filipovich has researched changing religious preferences and authored a book about millennials. She says many are leaving organized religion and not coming back. Patriotism, religious faith, having children. These values used to be considered the height of what it meant to be an American, to follow in these precepts, to hold these precepts, to be involved in your community. This is number one. But a new survey conducted by the NORC at the University of Chicago, sponsored by the Wall Street Journal, has found that the country is now sharply divided by political party over social trends, such as the push for racial diversity in business, the use of gender neutral pronouns. Now, listen to this. From 1998 to today, the value of patriotism has gone from 70% down to 23%. Excuse me, in 2023, has gone down to 38%. Religion, 62% to 39%. Having children, 59% to 30%. Community involvement, 47% to 27%. And finally, making money, 31% up to 43%. Now, you can talk a lot about the, the reason that we've lost civic and religious values in America, but I think we also need to talk about the values that America has been promoting and that the leaders of this country have been promoting over the same time period. Those are the values of multiculturalism. 
the values of diversity is our strength. The values of um, there's not one truth. There's your truth and our truth. And as Malcolm X says, tactical truth. But see, here's the problem. The problem is throughout that time frame, these values were taken away. And all of these values, and I, I think that a lot of conservatives are going to miss what's going on here, because there's that old adage that Andrew Breitbart always tells us, that politics is downstream of culture. But the thing that I've always added to that is that culture is downstream of economics. The last time I brought that up with Charlie Kirk, he said, Jack, that's, that's your, 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 he accused me of quoting Marx. And I pointed out, I said, look, economic impact is going to have a cultural impact on your society. If your economy is gutted, if you're from a place like the Northeast or the Rust Belt or the South, where your jobs have been sent overseas, where your cities and towns have been overridden with crime, if it has been done to your communities, smashing them, destroying them in the process, then you would say, you know what? Yeah, those economic factors definitely led to cultural factors because they ruined our communities. They ruined our societies. They took our towns away. They took our parishes away. They took our community away. My kids are the first Posobics that were ever born in the United States in my family, our direct line, that weren't baptized in the same church. The church I was baptized in was the church my father was baptized in, which is the church my grandfather was baptized in, and they were the ones who came over from that was a great town, right outside of Philadelphia, until it was taken from us by decisions. Crime, which led to economic failure because nobody wants to invest in a crime-ridden town. A town that was run by a guy who's, oh, great. Now, the governor of Pennsylvania, Mr. Josh Shapiro, he gets to go on his little political adventure while the rest of us lose our towns because the question that my parents had to face was, do you want your kids being shot or eaten by Rottweilers and pit bulls and drug dealers across the street, homeless people stabbing each other at the library? Or do you want to get out? And it's the last resort because you don't want to go because you love your town. And then you have to go move somewhere where nobody knows each other. Because everybody else is in the same boat, they're moving too. Because we've lost the sense of community because our communities were shattered. This was done to us. This was done to vast swaths of the country. And so when I see numbers like this, I'm like, kind of makes you remember Michael Douglas and falling down. You know what I mean? Where a lot of people looked at that movie and said, oh, this guy's crazy. Well, yeah, he's definitely driven nuts in the film. There's no question about that. But is he wrong? Is he wrong about the changes that are being done to the United States of America? A place where corporations and corporate values and money and the almighty dollar take precedence over our list again, patriotism, religion, community, and family. Because that's where we're at.
And so people have been trying to compare me to George Will these last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, The Guardian, Semaphore were saying this. And I said, you know what? That guy was the editor of National Review during a time where conservatism couldn't conserve anything. I'm not interested in having a conversation with these people that are doing this to our country. I'm interested in defeating them. I'm interested in sending them out of power completely and utterly and humiliating them for what they've done, for what they've done to our people, for what they've done to the American people, for what they've done to our communities, our families. Yeah, absolutely. These people should be behind bars. There's no question about that. There's no question in my mind. And there never will be. Because this is the response you get. Welcome to the consequences of your actions. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay short.